Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct with the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. We're back, baby. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into a world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go. Uh, Adam, you've been in Indianapolis all week at the Combine. Before I get into maybe some prospects about the Raiders, some guys you're looking at, lies you see, you were able to be a small contingent of media to sit down with new Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. Just overall, I want to really uh, go question and answer here about your, your time in Indianapolis. What were your overall thoughts about these two guys? Because we had not really seen them media-wise and uh, since their introductory press conference. So give the people some kind of feel of what you thought about each of them and how they came off. Yeah, I think both of them similar, and, and that's kind of not surprising. When not, they're not the same person. They obviously have their own traits, but a similar type of guys, which is not surprising since they've been friends since they were, you know, freshmen in college and, you know, know each other. And they uh, seem to have kind of, you know, common traits and values in that regard. Uh, I, I think the thing that strikes me a little bit um, more than anything, especially considering, you know, the previous regime was, you know, everybody's well known in the league, right? Everybody knows who the coaches are. They know that sort of thing, but you know, John Gruden and Mike Mack were kind of celebrities before they were with the Raiders, you know, Gruden as a coach and a, right. a media personality, Mack as a media personality, um, McDaniels and, and, um, you know, he's been in the spotlight, but not, you know, a massive superstar. And uh, Dave Ziegler, you know, certainly not a very well-known personality necessarily. Um, maybe it's that bias built in, but I, I think the fact that they're just kind of normal, really down-to-earth dudes um, is kind of striking when you sit there and talk to him and have a conversation. In particular, Ziegler, who um, I thought really was uh, personable and normal uh, to kind of talk to. Um, so I think that kind of strikes you. Uh, right away, uh, obviously very focused on their job and uh, want to get it done. But, but, you know, are just, are just normal dudes. I, I'll say I saw, um, and we can get into a little bit of it a, a little later on, but um, you know, one of the things here in India is everybody just kind of hangs out to, at the same place, the same restaurant, same bars, all that sort of thing. And um, those two guys I, you know, I ran into uh, the other night and they were just sitting in a booth by themselves. I, I would, assume that they had been just watching film because they talked about how much film they've watched here this week uh, as they kind of try to keep that scouting process going uh, and just kind of sat down, had some dinner and, uh, you know, took off and, and just, they were on their own. And a couple of people came over and said hi. And, you know, they came over to our booth and said hi real quick, but um, you know, really looked like they were just, you know, just kind of blending in and then they're here to work uh, and and really normal having that conversation. All right, so let's get to uh, two topics I want to ask you about, and that's specifically one, Derek Carr. Um, we saw Josh McDaniels' answers to Derek Carr, to you guys, to NFL Network about his extension. Um, I, I got to be honest, I think he's, I, I thought he said a lot and really didn't say anything. Um, yeah, we can go over what he said to you guys in any NFL Network he was a little different with. What did you make of this? Because it certainly seems like he gave the inference that Derek Carr will be their starting quarterback at opening night, uh, opening day, whenever they start, probably on a Monday night game, given it's the Raiders. But he didn't specifically answer the question about will Derek Carr be extended? So did that bother you? Or do you think he's just playing close to the best where continuing to say, we got to get to know him, we got to get to know him. I thought by now they'd know him. 
Yeah. I mean, they, they don't, I mean, they're still here. They're still, um, it's still a feeling out process for them and they haven't been able to work with him necessarily because there is limits to what you can actually do on the field. You can have conversations and that sort of thing. Uh, I just think we have asked, and I, and I actually said this to, uh, to Dave Ziegler just to go behind the scenes a little bit. I said, we have between us, the local media, the national media, uh, all the different various outlets, um, Ziegler and McDaniels have probably been asked, probably been asked 150 times. You know, what are you doing with Derek Carr? Like, it's the most popular question. They get it all the time. Uh, they always try to give an answer and they always try to explain what's going on. But there really is nothing they can say, right? I mean, they're not going to come out and say, no, he's not our quarterback. That's just never going to happen. Even if he, if even if they didn't like him and wanted to get rid of him, they would never say that. That would take away some trade value. Sure. And, and that's part of the reason why, right? You Even if you want to get rid of him right now, if your thought is, we hate, and I'm not, this is not what I'm, I'm not saying. This is right, their, right. If their thought process is we hate Derek Carr, there is no way he can be our quarterback. You would go out and say, he's absolutely our quarterback. We love him sure. because you want, you want to keep the trade value high. Um, so there, there's really nothing to gain by not standing behind him and saying he's your quarterback and you want to have him and, and all those other things. Now, we, on, the only thing that matters is none of the answers they give to the media. That's never going to matter uh, on this topic. What matters is what they start to do. Do they sit down at that negotiating table and start trying to work out a deal? If that happens, that will tell you that that's, that's their guy, that that's who they want to have as the quarterback. And that has not happened until it does. We don't know. Um, and, or on the other side, if there's no negotiating and no sitting down at a table and you start to hear rumors floating out there that, you know, they're shopping him and trying to trade him, then that will tell you that way. Uh, where they're going, but none of the things they say in the media are going to matter. So as much as I love it and you love it, and we love to to dive into, um, you know, all these answers and what's being said and how it's being phrased and, you know, how it looks on paper versus how it looks when they actually say the words, uh, all those things are fun. Um, and, and will you know, continue to be fun, but all that matters is what they, what they actually do. The actions are going to speak much louder than words on this topic. All right. Uh, everyone waiting for that. Now let's get to Josh Jacobs. Cause I know Josh McDaniels was asked about the running back. Uh, these fifth year options are coming up for players like Jacobs, Clee Furrow, Jonathan Abram, but he was specifically asked about Jacobs and yet again, Hey, I like this guy. I like what we can do with him. I'm looking forward to coaching with him or coaching him he said he likes what he does out of the backfield. So they probably haven't watched much of Josh Jacobs tape yet, but uh, once again, didn't specifically answer the question about the fifth year options. Did you get any sense, not only about Jacobs, but about Furl and Abram? It's they have till May. They have till May. Uh, the thing that's coming up is the franchise tag on March 8th, but the last day you can pick up options are May. So they still have over a month to decide on this. But did you get any sense of any of these fifth year option guys that they've made a decision on? So, so I talked to two people around the league who I, who I really trust their opinions on this, and I just posed the question. Would you pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option if it was your decision? One said, "100 percent yes." The other said, "Absolutely no." So, like, right. it wasn't even it wasn't even you know middle of the road. It was extreme opinions one way or the other. Um, my my thought of not picking up why I would not pick it up has nothing to do with Josh Jacobs as a player. I think he's a, a very good running back. I think he can do a lot of things for you. I would never invest in a running back. I mean, there's like three guys around the league, I would invest in that. I would pay. Uh, it sucks for running backs. I think it's really unfortunate. I think something actually should be done to, you know, to help out, to get them the money that they deserve because basically, you know, running backs are just beaten down and, and trashed for their rookie, their four years on their rookie deal. 
and then you know thrown out the thrown out thrown out with the uh, recycling in the morning because that's kind of how we see them now. You, you use them right. as much as you can when they're cheap and then you don't pay them. And then you're like, Oh, why would I pay you? You're going to be broken down. Well, I'm broken yeah. down because you did this to me. Like it's, it's really unfortunate. So I would advocate for really much, really strongly on behalf of running backs getting paid a lot more and, and how they're getting kind of screwed in this whole deal. But the the reality of the situation, the NFL is unless you are a, hugely dynamic playmaker that changes the game completely. I would not invest first round picks and I would not invest uh, any kind of contract money in running backs. And that's just the reality of the situation right now. And um, it just, it's kind of sucks for Josh Jacobs, but I would not pick up that up. <laughs> would you look at that? Damn. I look good. What's up everybody. It's me, Steven money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. All right, so there you go on Carr and Jacobs. Uh, Let's get the combine. You've been out in Indianapolis. The only thing I want to know is how many times have you been to St. Elmo's, one of the great restaurants on the road? Uh, have you been in and out of there in the bars trying to scout some coaches out or what's bring us up to the important stuff here about the combine? We'll get to the uh, bench press and the 40 in a little bit, man. I, I mean, yeah, St. Elmo's is awesome, but you cannot get a reservation. I actually tried to get a reservation like, like two months ago, it's like trying to get a new reservation during the final four. You got no shot. Yeah, no chance. Um, I've known a couple of people that were like, Hey, we have an extra spot, something like that, but times didn't work out and that sort of thing. I love the place I've been there. Um, but I, there's a, a bunch of spots I love in Indy. So I, I'm not, you know, stressing over not going there. I still might one of these next two nights, uh, make it over. And, uh, that shrimp cocktail, even though I don't really like spicy food, the, the spicy shrimp cocktail is, a, a you know, a classic legend, uh, here in Indianapolis. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's something, um, that I haven't, you know, gotten to do yet on this trip, but I, I was in there. There was actually a party in, in St. Elmo that I went to in like a kind of a private room. Um, we stopped by, it was so crowded, uh, all these different people in there jammed in. I think we were there for less than three minutes. Uh, basically it was like a, like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle trying to stick together and somehow fit more and more people in here, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, so I got out of there, but I think it was really interesting just to go behind the scenes. And I, you know, I hope people, um, you know, want to know about this. I think they do. I, I, it's the kind of stuff I'm more interested in. There's, you know, obviously a lot of restaurants and bars here in, in Indianapolis area, but there's kind of been a couple that have really stood out. Obviously St. Elmo's and Harry and Izzy's are where you go to dinner. Those are the two big steakhouses right, right next to each other. Actually same menus, basically. How about that? Uh, do, do they still have, do they still have Shula's? Um, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, maybe it's some, maybe it's somewhere else outside of the the, the immediate area, but like those are two spots. And then there's a couple of bars. Um, what one is uh, Kilroy's, and then one is over at the uh, the JW Marriott, where a lot of people stay. Like there's two basically like kind of sports bars where everybody goes and hangs out. Um, and so you just kind of sit there. And you know we were we were at there the other night, and you know I think there was at least you know eight or nine coaches in there, a bunch of general managers, and then just hundreds of media people uh, just kind of hanging out. But then there's like, there's a, an older steakhouse restaurant. It's a really, really nice steakhouse. And then at night they take out all of the tables and just everybody just goes there and everybody knows about it. It's there. And it's basically like an after party. 
and I, I don't think anybody's getting in trouble with, with by this, but I'm not saying the name of the place. I mean, it's basically open till like six in the morning. I, I think it's breaking all sorts of. And it's, uh, is it serving food and, and, and booze? Just alcohol, no food. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's pricey, uh, but it's, it's just a who's who of the, of the NFL world. I mean, everybody's in there. Um, just, just hanging out and you're just looking around like, this is, this is really weird uh, for anybody that loves, you know, the NFL or um, it's cause it's not just, it's, it's not just coaches and GMs and everybody. It's every, like everybody that's on every network show and everybody that's a, that's a famous media personality. Everyone is in there. It's such a weird dynamic in a situation, but they clear out the restaurant, which is usually all these tables and fine dining. And it's everybody just standing around. There's no seats, no chairs, nothing. It's just a bunch of people standing around and a bunch of, uh, you know, cocktail waitresses and bartenders and uh, just, you know, slinging around the uh, the alcohol. It's a kind of a, that, a really weird dynamic. That seems bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, if I gave you a choice, we got the bench press at 225. We've got running the 40. We've got the shuttle drill. I don't know if you've seen my shuttle drill yet. Um, which... Which combine workout could you do the best? None. Uh, what about the shuttle drill? You just moving the feet. You got fancy feet. You got dancing feet. What about the shuttle drill? Well, I think the passing drills was probably where I'd be yeah, most. The, yeah, the, pa- the passing drills, you know, where you're kind of like running around the cones and, and avoiding the cones and then throwing the ball. Sure. Yeah, I can do those. Have you seen any of those yet? Off. Uh. No, they're well. They're doing them. I think actually, actually, as we're doing this, they're uh, the quarterbacks are out there uh, throwing the ball around. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I could run the forty, but it would be a terrible time. It would be it would just be awful. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Could I do a rep? I, I don't think so. Two twenty-five. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can do a rep. It'd be tough, especially without training, just to step out there. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, just you just step out and you stretch it out a little. Stretch out the pecs. Stretch out the uh, the biceps, and you just you lie down on the bench and you have a bench. I, I can see you. We're doing this on Zoom. I can see you right now. Could you, right now, in your house, go walk over and, and do a rep at two twenty-five? No, but I'm looking to the right where the uh, weights are, uh, and it's it's uh, certainly less than that. We could do a rep over there, though. We could do rep. We could do some reps over there, but it's less than two twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could do one rep at two twenty-five. I couldn't. Uh, like the three cone, you know, the shuttle. Like I don't think I could do that either. I mean, I could again. I could do it. It just wouldn't be any kind of an impressive time or anything. Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough what these guys go through, but um, you know, I think I did. Uh, I did reference to you a couple of times and I think, you know, if anybody's following me on Twitter, they, they know the player that I am most impressed with and uh, have been um, really intrigued by the entire week is Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty uh, who from all accounts has blown away teams in his interview. And I think we saw why I thought he, he crushed the press conference more than anybody else did as well. And every player here meets with the media, right. uh, you know, this whole week. And I think of all of them that I've, that I've been a part of, um, he was, he's been my favorite person so far. And, you know, part of it was, you know, some of the answers he gave were really introspective and, um, really enlightening in, the, in the, his thought process and how he feels and, uh, what he's dealing with, but a lot, he was also going after, not going after, but, you know, kind of playfully with some of the media, one of the guys, he, he was just in there listening to the question and at the end, he goes, man, that was a long question. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, but, but somebody asked him about, you know, I wish I could remember the exact wording of the question. It was, you know, this week means so much. You could potentially be the first quarterback off the board. You could potentially be a top five pick, maybe. I mean, nobody really sees that, but it's possible. Uh, or you could fall. You could you could tumble down the draft board, which would mean a lot less money. 
this is such a massive week for you. How are you dealing with the pressure? And his response is, ma'am, I throw a football. Like, what, what do you, what, what pressure are you talking? I just throw a football around. Like there's, there's pressure in real life. There's stress in real life. There, there, there's nothing to throwing a football. That's going to be stressful to me. So um, I, I thought some of those, some of those answers were uh, pretty thought out and good. And um, I, I just think he's a really impressive kid. I think a lot of people are going to uh, enjoy getting to know him through this process and and we'll see where he falls in terms of the quarterbacks. And like I said, he's, he's going to go through some, uh, some workouts here tonight uh, as we're, uh, as we're watching the, the combine live right now. Um, but I think he's a, he's a pretty impressive kid so far. Are you guys allowed to watch all workouts? Uh, on the NFL network stream. Okay. So you can't be in the, when they're running the 40, you're not in the, you're not in the, uh, you're not by them. No, uh, the bench press is in the media center. Okay. So you can walk up and watch that. Did you watch, you yeah. watched the Virginia tight end kid go 24 times. Yeah, it was impressive. That was really impressive. I saw that on I, I saw that on Twitter. That was that was pretty amazing. Now most of these guys, I think, like you told me this morning, are not lifting or waiting till their pro day. A lot of these guys like to be in the comforts of their own weight room and the comforts of their own colleges. So you know they don't work out. They don't do a lot of stuff here. They just go come to my pro day. Has that kind of been what you've seen from these most of these guys? Are just going to wait for their pro day at their schools? Yeah, I think of the thirty or so wide receivers, all but two opted out of uh, of lifting today, okay. uh, and they actually made them go through the process of you know step, stepping up in front of the. It's a little like it's kind of a mini arena they've built, probably like you know two hundred fifty seats or so uh, to kind of sit around and watch. Now, I, I I thought it was interesting. You're right. That's that's why guys aren't doing it. They want to do it at their pro day. They want to be more comfortable. Maybe do it on the bench that they have, um, where they've worked out their whole college career. And um, I, I get it on that level. But there was like a lot of energy, a lot of people cheering, a lot of people sitting there waiting to watch these guys. And I have to imagine that would help some, right? I mean, there is a distraction element of it. Yeah. But it might, it might fire you up a little bit. So I, I, I would think you would think about doing that, but uh, they prefer the comfortability, I think, over over everything else. And that's why they want to do it for, for the most part at their pro day and not here at the combine. Last thing I have for you, I saw you tweet uh, earlier in the week. Uh, we're going to completely disagree on this. Uh, I think it's disgusting. And I think... You are too, if you really like this. Uh, someone put out there, and Heidi Fang asked us, our colleague, to approach this on our podcast. I'll just leave it at this: pineapple on pizza. Yeah, fully it's horrible. It's terrible, disgusting. Uh, a ham and a ham and pineapple pizza is a oh. delicious combination. Brutal. Pineapple and pizza, sauce, pizza sauce do not go together. No, they don't. Pineapple is meant to be cut in the kitchen, like we have right now in the in, in the house. We have a Tupperware filled with cut up pineapple in the refrigerator to just take pieces of pineapple and eat it, not to put it on other things. Uh, I mean, I, th- I just think you're wrong. Uh, like a, a pineapple, it doesn't. You're right; it doesn't go with everything. But I think a ham, like ham <laughs> with that pizza sauce with the pineapple, Wait. is a perfect combination. <laughs> so if you have ham for Thanksgiving, you have a bunch of a big pineapple in the middle of the in the middle of the table. Well, you haven't you haven't done that with the big ham with the pineapple rings? I don't eat ham. I hate it. Okay, well, that would explain. <laughs> I guess that's see. I think if you enjoyed the ham, you would love the pineapple on the pizza. Is this your favorite? Is this your favorite pie? Are you not? You're gonna tell me this is your favorite one? Uh, no. Um, well, first of all, there's a a local place in Vegas that we talk about that. I, anything yes. that they make is my favorite, no matter what they put on it. Okay. Um, but. It's not my favorite. I, I would like, ideally, if you're going to order like two pizzas, if you, if, if you have a group, I think a ham and pineapple on one would be, would be strong. Um, my, my ideal pie really is just like four, 
four orders of black olives on top of one pizza. Oh God. Like nothing else. Black olives. I've said this before. Black olives are my favorite food. I, I, I cannot eat one black olive. I cannot eat an olive and I cannot eat ham. These are things I, the, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm down to chicken salad and ranch. That's kind of like the, what I eat. Was that a Dr. Seuss? Yes. I cannot eat ham. <laughs> uh, the place you're talking about in town, uh, uh, the pie is uh, the pepperoni and sausage is tremendous. Like you said, anything they make is just it's it's out of this world. They, they make a a white pizza with a, a homemade meatballs and spinach. I mean, it's out of this world. We can't give the name right. out why because they're not a sponsor. I don't know how that works. If you, there's another pizza place sponsoring us or something, I don't know. You can say it. No, he can oh. say it. Yeah, Naked City Pizza. It's, Naked City it's Pizza. Tremendous. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Do they still have your, your dish or did you get cut during the pandemic? Uh, we were a pandemic casualty. The, uh, uh, the, the Adam Hill lobster mac and cheese on the uh, menu at Naked City. Casualty, casualty of the pandemic, but maybe it comes back soon. When do you come home from Indy? Uh, Saturday, and I land at the airport, and I will go straight over to T-Mobile for the UFC. Larry, you going to UFC? No, I'll be in Laughlin on the golf trip. I'll be watching it from uh, one of the casinos out there. Another guy with a tough life. All right, Adam, safe travels. Great job uh, from Indy. We read all your stuff, and uh, you and Vinny and Cassie. I wish we could have gotten to Cassie because she did nothing but sleep on the entire trip. Uh, But uh, Cassie Soto, but uh, great job by you. And uh, we will be back next week. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, ST and Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Remember, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app, and find all our coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. And yes, we'll talk to you next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.